0: on the line you got to leave it all leave it all leave it all on the line hey Seacast, i am your host christy swadley and welcome to your balance co we'll be talking about everything to do with health fitness well-being and the power of your thoughts and the mind so listen up tune in and let's go together Seacast as you are going to love this episode is probably one of my favorites so far I interview one of my bestest, bestest friends, Matt Karma, and we talk about past pain and triggers and how it can be affecting your everyday life. On Matt's channel, he is constantly talking about, quote unquote, inner child self. So we talk a little bit about what that is meaning, and he also shares free downloadable programs that you can use at home to help you become aware of that and also help you heal any past trauma that is needing to be healed. So make sure you're sitting down grab yourself a coffee, wine, whatever, and listen up because this is a goodie. It's about bloody time. You're on my podcast, Matthew.
1: No, I've been on, you've been on my YouTube channel like three times and now we're switching it around.
0: I know that was years ago too. That was like two, two or three years ago. I reckon.
1: I think it was like three years ago. Our first one went at the beach and it was so like, not awkward, but I just, I didn't know how to say <laughs> the name. I said Christy swaddling and I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> Did that- I correct you in the video? Did you what?
0: Did I correct you in the video? Well, did I just yeah. let it happen? I did. Of course I did. You
1: did. You directed me. And yeah. it was embarrassing because I was like, oh, I've got to prepare for this. <laughs> I had all these questions lined up, knowing your story. I was like, okay, guys, yeah, just want to welcome Christy Swaddling. And you're like, <laughs> Swaddling. And I was like, shit.
0: <laughs> I would have been so direct. I'm so like straightforward with that stuff. I'm so sorry. I should have told you after. It's something that I'm slowly learning is to just let people well, have hold their on. moment.
1: How do you say my last name? You, you should know this. Karma. Yeah, cool. Most people say Kammer, Matt Kammer.
0: Yeah. I actually, did you know, I spoke to someone like two hours ago and I go, um, he asked who I was having. I'm not going to like name and shame on the podcast, obviously, but he asked who I was having and he goes, oh yeah, Matthew Kamer. Kammer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've had Sammer before, Matt Sammer. I'm like, nope, very far off.
0: Matt Sammer, wait, what?
1: They thought (gasps) C was an S. (laughs)
0: Oh my god! Can you please name and shame who was that?
1: I don't know who it was. I don't know who it was. It was just like it was random,
0: like Like road call. Yeah, calling out your coffee. Yeah, that is. Oh, that is so good. (laughs) No, yeah, we've been friends for like four, five years now. I think you're actually at this present moment in time, you're my longest friend. How crazy is that? I know
1: that is crazy. That's kind of sad at the same time.
0: I was going to say that. I was like, does that sound sad? Do I struggle with like long commitment relationships? I
1: don't know if I should like be like, that's awesome. Or damn, we need to work on something.
0: <laughs> I know most people have had friendships for, like 20, 22 years. And I'm like, four years, gone strong.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't have any friends from my primary school or anything like that. That's a no, long yeah. time.
0: Mm-hmm. And I've, especially because I've moved like from my old home to all, of course you have, you're currently living in Bali at the moment. Hey.
1: Bali Chenggu mm. over here, been here for two years. Um, yeah, lived very close to you in the past, but now very far away.
0: Yeah, Matthew actually grew up in the same hometown as I did. We grew up in the same, like, central coast, coasties. Um, we actually met each other because we're going to a fest, like a vegan festival together. And I um, we like contacted each other through Instagram. And I remember him telling me later after we met each other that I chatted his ear off the whole like hour and a half drive.
1: It was intense. So like for those of you who, um, yeah, I think that was like four years ago, three years ago. And we're going to like this vegan festival and we're in the car and like, I probably got seven words in <laughs> <laughs> the whole time was just speaking. I was like, yeah.
0: I think I was just so excited to talk to you that I just had so much to say.
1: Oh. Well, you had your own thing of like with friends, not really not really vibing and then... Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, maybe like you're vibing with someone who had similar interests and stuff. So
0: hundred uh, percent. That's something that I've personally have always struggled with, um, especially at a young age, was connecting with people. Like I've spoken about on my channel a few times and I've always felt very disconnected to people. And it's, yeah, it hasn't been until within the past like year and a half where I feel like I can act like I'm around a group of people where I feel generally connected. You were probably my first friend where I felt like fully connected. So that's why I treasure you and we I'm will gonna, be friends forever.
1: Yes. Gonna What'd you great.
0: say? You can take credit. You're the reason why I connected. I set the bar.
1: So it's like, yeah, it's all my, it's all, it's all credit to me.
0: hundred percent though. No, like hundred percent. Now I know what friends can be like. So you've set that bar. Thank High you, five to I you. Boom. Virtual high five. We just high fived each other for those who can't see. Um, We're not, we're currently not with each other because hashtag isolation. We're zooming each other so we can see each other through the webcam. Yes. So Matthew, um, for those who don't know you and aren't following you, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do?
1: Yeah. So what I do is I help people who are struggling with trauma to be able to release it, to be Mm. able to release it in a, in a healthy way to be able to release it in a safe way to be able to release it in a simple way. Not so much. It's simple, but it's not always easy to do it. Yeah. And um, How I got into this uh, little two minute version of this from when I was a young kid, I was bullied as a kid. And the reason why was because I was because I was at a sports high school and while all the other kids were freakishly fit and athletic, I was the total opposite. I was a chubby kid. I wasn't massively overweight or obese or anything like that, but I was chubby enough to get laughed at, to get bullied. And, you know, it got to the point where, you know, I was called Fat Matt every single day. And when someone says something to you again and again and again, it starts to affect your, you know, your self-perception. So the challenge though was that, you know, I was feeling so much pain that I started to lose all the weight and started to become healthy and fit. But what I was seeing in the mirror, even though I lost the weight, I was still seeing myself as someone who was chubby, who was overweight, mm. even though I started to transform my body. And what what I really learned during that time was that how I see myself is much more important than how I look in the mirror. But I don't know if you've ever had this happen before when you've like listened to a podcast or you read a book or you understood some type of personal development concept intellectually, but it wasn't embodied, it wasn't integrated, you know? Yeah, and for me. I knew that I should love myself. Like you hear these quotes and you read all these things. It's like, yeah, just love yourself. Work out because you love your body, not because you hate your body. And I understood that intellectually, but it wasn't embodied. My self perception hasn't changed. Didn't change, even though I knew all these things. And it wasn't until I started to get into the work that I do now, releasing trauma, releasing suppressed emotions, releasing that emotional charge that happens during certain events in the past, connecting to my inner child, letting him know that, hey. You are enough regardless of how your body looks. You are loved. I love you so damn much. It wasn't until I started to do that type of work that the actual root cause of the problem started to dissipate, started to go away. And self-love started to be realized, not just thought about.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I find, you know, how can you just because you're thinking something doesn't mean you can live it like i feel like it takes some time to like program your actions program your way of thinking how you respond to things like doing certain things like that is what is going to actually make it indent into you and that's what it's all about like you can't really just say something and think it's going to automatically like change your complete way of thinking that the way you've been thinking for the past like 22 years exactly so that's you do
1: with personal development today is that yeah. it is a lot of just head it's not yeah. a lot of embodied learning not not a lot of integration which is i believe the biggest thing that's missing today and what's Mm. needed
0: Mm. so that's what you do you do more in body work so how how do you do that is it through like meditation
1: yeah it's through a lot of different things so whether that be at the retreats 80 percent of it is experiential learning where we're doing exercises where people can start to see certain blind spots that they might not have realized that that is there but in the online world that is just through doing things like meditations but not the meditation we just calm your minds there's the transformational type of meditation where you're reprogramming your subconscious or you're re- you're connecting to your inner child releasing those suppressed emotions mm. we have somatic work which is somatic soma just means the body being able to do processes to release suppressed anger guilt and shame uh whatever it might be whether that be through connecting the child connect to the inner child whether that be yeah. from just screaming at the top of your lungs, mm. like doing a primal scream, beating a pillow, like letting all that out to release stuff that's in the body.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I've heard you um, talk about like, quote unquote, inner child quite a fair bit, like on your channels and we've spoken about it. Could you get a little bit more in depth in what that means? Because everyone has an inner child and why is it so important to become aware of what has triggered your inner child? So could you yeah, talk a little so- bit about that?
1: For sure. So if you, if you talk to a, uh, you know, a psychologist, a psychotherapist, they're going to have a totally different belief about what an inner child is compared to a spiritual teacher or whoever it might be. So they might describe it as your inner child is a subpersonality of a younger you that exists within your subconscious. If you talk to a spiritual teacher, they're going to refer back to your chakras, your energy centers of like how that might be blocked from a past traumatic event. And both of those are true. The way that I like to describe it is keeping it as simplistic as possible, which is your inner child is just a younger version of you Mm. that exists within your body, Mm. your minds, just within you. And what happens is our inner child, right, it is an accumulation of certain unmet needs that happens during childhood. So to break it all down to make it uh to go as in depth as possible. During childhood, we are looking through the lens, uh, an egocentric lens. That's a big word. What the hell does that mean? Egocentric just means everything is about me, 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 me. So if you were to imagine, for the podcast listeners, if you were to imagine that you put on these glasses, and when you put these glasses on, everything is filtered through me, me, me. Everything is just about me. The ego is just about me. And that is so important during childhood because if you are a three-year-old girl, if you're just a three-year-old child, you don't ha- you're not caring about, okay, what's mom going through? What's dad going through right now? You're just going to scream at the top of your lungs and you're going to cry because you're hungry. You don't have that ability to place empathy. You're not, you, everything's just about you. I need food right now, so I'm going to cry and I'm going to throw a tantrum. And that's based on survival. But with every gift has a limitation because what happens is if dad leaves, if mom's not present, she's not there. Who's going to take the blame? Well, if you're looking through the lens of an egocentric lens, where everything's about me. It's my fault that dad left. It's my fault that my parents are fighting right now. It's my fault. And all this accumulation of trauma starts to be created between zero to four years old. But also we have other needs, uh, other, th- other, other components for healthy childhood development. One of the things is just the need to be seen growing up mm. you know, for mom to be like, yo, Christy, I see you. I just want to acknowledge you because I see how much effort that you're putting into this project. And I just want to let you know that it's not going unnoticed. Mm. I sure as hell didn't get that shit growing up. Yeah. So we need, that. but we also need to be heard. Hey, Christy, what are you feeling right now? What's up? Like, just, just share. Everything's welcome here. What are you feeling? I'm feeling sad. Okay. What else? What else are you feeling? I'm here. It's okay. You can share with me. Having that safe space to do that is so important. I didn't get that growing up. There's such
0: simple coping like mechanism and coping methods, but we just we didn't get that because it's not taught, you know, our parents weren't taught to teach us like that. Yes. So on, so on. So how, how are we meant to get that if they don't even know that they're meant to give that?
1: Exactly. And they're just doing the best that they could, you know, with the level of tools that they had available and their mm-hmm. awareness. But the third the third and fourth thing, the third one is just the need to be physically confident. If a baby's crying, you know, you're know you going to get rocked and you're going to get soothed by your mom or your dad, so then you can stop crying. So we need that. But then the last part is having that safe space where you can express yourself however you want, whether that be through creativity, whether that be just playing around or whatever it might be, whether that be just using your intuition. So as a child, what my dad would say, he would say, stop playing around. Stop laughing. Stop, stop, just stop playing around. Stop mucking around. Mm. So I shut that part of me down. My inner child didn't know how to play anymore because- I got taught that that is not okay. So the inner child is just the accumulation of all those unmet needs. When you weren't heard growing up, when you weren't seen growing up, when you weren't able to express yourself unapologetically, take up space to be playful, when you Mm -hmm. weren't physically comforted. Mm -hmm. So there is a part of you that exists within you that is screaming for attention. And when that happens, when you, we don't meet that part of us, we're going to create some adaptation, some behavioral adaptation to compensate for that pain that's going on, whether that be through addiction, whether that be from needing a partner where you can't Mm -hmm. let go, you find it really hard to let go, whether that be just uh, looking for external validation from men, from Instagram, whatever it might be, because there's a part of you that is screaming for some love. Mm. So inner child work is going back into the past, meeting your inner child and just letting them know that they're safe, that they're loved, that they belong, that you're here with them. And when that happens, you're healing a massive part of you that has been wounded. And I believe that we're just, a lot of us are just wounded children walking around in adult bodies.
0: Mm. And, and like you said healed. before, it, it doesn't need to be like um, intense traumatic events. It could be something because you weren't hurt as a child, you're the middle child and you felt a little bit neglected or your mom said, no, you couldn't have ice cream at dinner and you felt rejected. Like, honestly, it can be the tiniest, tiniest little things and this is why it is so important to actually shed awareness on this topic, I feel. Yes. Mm. Yeah.
1: It's, it's by far, maybe not the number one, but it's up there in the top three of the most important or most effective type of trauma release and just healing work that I've ever done in a child work.
0: Oh, 100%. Do you have any, like, experiences or any, like, past trauma that you can share um, on this podcast today that is still with you, like, right now? that affects sure. you in your day-to-day one, life.
1: One of the things that um I also talk about is shadow work. So I'll tell a story and then I'll
0: I love uh, your stories. Everyone sit down, <laughs> grab a coffee, a cup it,
1: of tea, get yeah. a coffee. Sit back story and so
0: time. A, no, honestly, story I love your with,
1: stories. Story time with Matt and C. So Ta-da-da. I remember it was about 2 years ago, probably 3 years, 2 or 3 years ago, and I was uh a guardian at this workshop. A guardian just means like a support person that's helping per- the person who's presenting the seminar just with the, the details of everything, just supporting everyone who walked in. So I remember that we're about to start the, the workshop, the two-day workshop. And I was in the back just watching everyone walk in. So the music was blasting. Everyone was walking in. There was like 80 to 100 people. And as I was looking at certain people, I heard someone that was so damn loud. Before I saw was her, I heard her.
0: It was no, me, it wasn't, wasn't me. it? Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but she was like screaming, music was blasting. And then I heard her and then I looked at her and she was just fully embodied. She was just fully in her body, just dancing yeah. and taking up space. And she went into the middle oh, and she just girl. started dancing really out there and she just started screaming. And the whole entire workshop, she was constantly raising her hand, constantly just using her voice. And it really triggered me. And I wow. didn't know why. Yeah. And I remember I left that workshop that night and I was walking back to my hotel. What were
0: your thoughts? Like, what were you thinking at that moment? Like, I was just like,
1: judging her. I was like, why is she, why is she like that? Why is she? Yeah. Why can't she just be normal? I was just I was yeah. judging her really, really yeah. hard. Right?
0: You don't need, sometimes you don't even understand that, like, you don't even realize, sorry, that you're having them thoughts about someone. It's just automatic.
1: It's automatic. Yeah. I mean. And it wasn't yeah. until later on that I was reflecting as I was walking to the hotel and as I was in bed, I was like, "There's something there that I'm judging her about. That's that. There's something there." The fact you knew, yeah, yeah. Then it clicked, and I was in bed. I was about to fall asleep. I was like, "Ah, I get it." So I made a commitment to myself that the next morning I was going to walk over to her and share like my realization. So I walked in. I walked into the door, and there she was, like straight away. It's like that's
0: just (laughs) planted. her?
1: water bottle, and I walked up to her, and I was feeling really nervous. My hands were sweating. well stop it! Hey. I know that this is super random, um, but I just got to say thank you. She's like, she she looked super confused. And I just said, yesterday you really triggered me. And then she looked even more confused. And I said, (laughs) I just want to say thank you because you were reflecting back to me certain aspects of myself that I've shut down during childhood. I just want to say thank you for being a massive permission slip people who, who who just want to take up space for being so unapologi- unapologetically them you were so unapologetically you and you're just so free in your body and i just want to say thank you for reflecting back to me parts of me that was shut down oh so, wow yeah so i believe mm-hmm. like whatever it is that is triggering us is like the universe god spirit whatever it is that you believe it's kind of like it's holding a flashlight on certain parts of your body where emotion is emerging saying that's where your work is.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is, this is this is what you have to strengthen. Yeah. What? What, strengthen. what did she go? Go back to the story. Hang on. What did she say?
1: <laughs> well, she was just super confused. She was like, yeah. "Oh, thank, thank you, like, uh, thank you." And we just like hugged it out, and <laughs> was like, and now we're friends. Now she lives in Bali. Stop um, it.
0: This is great. Okay.
1: Awesome. Mm. And what that showed me was the parts of me that was that inner child, as I was mentioning before, where I wasn't able to play. I had a really hard time just dancing i had a really hard time just letting my inner child come Mm. out because before high school before i got bullied with my best friend sean back then i was just so playful so outrageous so unapologetically me but then it got shut down Mm. because of being bullied i learned that if i'm too out there then i'm more vulnerable to getting bullied so i need to hide i need to mute myself I got called mute karma instead of Matt karma during high school Mm -hmm. because I was so quiet. Mm. So what I'm working through right now is working through those traumas and learning to play more, learning to remove any belief Mm. systems that you're not a man. If you dance, you're not a man. Mm. If you play like just removing these bullshit ideas that I've bought into during childhood. Yeah. So, That's a long, that's a long story to answer that question, but hopefully.
0: No, I I love that. It does because like giving stories when like I listen to other podcasts, I listen to other people, when they share stories, I'm able to kind of somewhat relate to that and be like, Oh, actually I do do this. This is something that I have thought without even being aware of it. Like for me, for example, I have, um, I've spoken to you about my triggers that I have. So for me, I have certain words that people use if people ask me if I'm okay Or if, you know, if something's wrong or you don't seem, you know, you don't seem your bubbly, happily self. When anyone says them things to me, I burn up. And still to this day, it's something that I still struggle with. Like my best friend, Irma said it to me the other day. She goes, oh yeah, you just don't seem your bubbly self. I can tell something's up. And I, yeah, oh, I just felt this fire emerge. And then I kind of sat back and I was like, no, Chrissy, this is something you struggle with. And it's because I've, I've shed awareness on this and, for me personally, it's a trigger because of like my past with my parents, um, my past with my illness. After a little bit of like more self-reflecting, I've started to realise, okay, that is something that did, people would say to me quite often as I was sick. So for now, there is going to be some form of a trigger there because it's something, it's it's kind of like a, just an icky, sticky memory of mine. It's something that I am trying to not avoid in a sense, but I'm trying to live a completely different life. So when anything comes into play now that triggers me it makes me feel anything that relates to my illness I do get a little bit anxious I, I, I guess that's the feeling that I feel I get a bit anxious I get a bit hot and now that I know it is a trigger when it arises I'm able to kind of like okay this is this is how I think and I know that this is triggering me and I've accepted that it's triggering me and rather than just automatically acting on it and getting frustrated I just sit there I get I allow myself to get frustrated but then I accept that I don't need to feel this way. It's because of my, my triggers and my past that I'm feeling this way and I, I watch it easier and I actually like question my thinking and I, I sit there and, and then I'm able to just let it go. But in the past, if I, when I wasn't aware of it, it would actually subconsciously affect so much of my time afterwards, like hours and hours after someone would say that to me, I would just feel so hot and, and clenched like heavy. And now I, now I know I, because I know I'm aware when the triggers happen that I can just let it go because I'm like, <laughs> Chrissy, you don't need to like, this is just you and your, your past, your inner self coming out and stressing you the fuck out. And even like I um, met a friend the other day and he told me a story and I straight away, it um, reminded me a little bit about your story and your past. And he was saying that, um, he's actually just got off weed. So he was on, he was someone who he smoked a lot of marijuana and he's finally clearing himself out. So with that, he's able to have a clearer mind. And he said to, he said to me, he goes, wow, like this is so great. I'm able to actually have more control of my life. And I go, wow, that's amazing. Like, tell me what you mean by that. And he goes, well, I can, he's, he, um, he's like a bit bigger. And he's like, I'm able to control my food. I can tell myself to go to the gym. I'm more I have a lot more self-discipline and I can work when I want to. Like basically he was just saying he was able to have more like self-discipline. And with the weed, he wasn't able to have that. And he was saying, because he smoked weed since he was like 16, like super young. So that's all he knows. And that headspace, that cloudy headspace, that mindset, because he he overdid it. Like he just he would just do a, a cumulus amount of bongs a day. Like it was ridiculous. And he just said that headspace he was in, it just felt like what he, what he was in right now, that's all he knew. So for him, he just thought he was, oh, I'm not that type of person who can lose weight. I'm not that type of person who can have motivation. I am just a lazy person. And for him, being a lazy person, being someone who eats shit, who doesn't go to the gym. That's all he knew and he couldn't see his life any different because his younger self, That it was just so so much habits over time. You know, he started smoking weed at such a young age. So in his mind, since a young age, that's all he knew. So that's who he was. And he said to me, he goes, it's actually crazy. Like I am actually proving my myself wrong. I'm proving you know, I I shared the inner self like story about him and what you have taught me. And he's like, well, I'm basically proving my inner self wrong. And I was like, that's literally the best way to do it. If you're aware that there is some past trauma that you have, or there's some label that you've created for yourself, like I am lazy or I am fat or I am this, I am that. Prove yourself wrong by action. Yes. Mm.
1: Creating that new possibility, especially like with these belief systems that we create for ourselves. It's just, and that, that's why self-awareness is so important. The ability to just become aware of all these thoughts that are popping up in our minds right now and not attaching to them, not saying that this is me, but just seeing it pass by like cars on a highway, just passing mm-hmm. through, and just noticing, mm-hmm. oh, look at that thought. Ah, oh, look at that thought saying I'm lazy. Look at that thought saying that I'm always going to be single for the rest of my life.
0: <laughs> look at that, thought <laughs> look that, that horrible, horrible fucking thought. <laughs> like
1: all these thoughts just popping up all the time. And we just need to be able to ask very important questions it enables us to realize what is the story that we're buying into. But then also mm-hmm. whether that be proving yourself wrong or whether that be just noticing that there is nothing wrong in the first place, it's just a story. Yeah. So it's asking yeah. a question, but then questioning, asking the question, seeing the answer, but then questioning the answer. For example, who am I? I am someone that makes this much money per year. Is that true? No. Is there a new possibility? Yes. Mm. So just being able to ask new questions because questions creates possibility. It mm. opens up doorways in the mind of new possibilities. So I feel like, yeah, that's also super important.
0: Yeah. let Like be okay to get inside your head. Yes.
1: Mm. Safe to do so.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you know, like you said, ask your, ask yourself questions. And I find um as well, allow your weaknesses to become your strength like you were saying before through my like, Low times, my suffering, my pain. That's where I've actually learnt the most about myself. Same. Like mm, that's, I feel like that's where our learning curves actually do happen. Is when we're we're a bit more vulnerable when we're going through, you know, pain and suffering, or just even anything really, like uh, change. I feel like when we do go through change, we are more vulnerable because we're you know, our feelings are all over the shop. And for me, I've learnt that when I'm going through a stressful situation, I I watch myself and I learn how I deal with situations or how I deal with my stress or how I deal with change. And that's where I kind of like, okay, cool. Like if I, I, I'm very emotional. So I'm someone who I cry a lot. So if I'm crying, I'm like, okay, something's not okay. What needs to be fixed? Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes if you don't go through pain, if you don't go through sadness, you will never change. What needs to be changed.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I think the biggest, the biggest challenge is that um, what you mentioned before, like it's okay to go into your mind, but it's also okay to go into your feelings, mm-hmm. you know, the
0: mm-hmm. ability
1: to allow any emotion to come up. Like one of the things that I teach all of my clients is something called a fan model, right? So what this basically stands for is an acronym and it's, it, it helps you identify what are the things that most people do in order, in, when any emotion starts to emerge, such as anxiety, frustration, sadness, anger, and what is the thing that's really going to help you? So the N, what N stands for, N stands for numbing. So an emotion starts to emerge and then we start to numb it. Whether that be through eating, whether that be through orgasms, whether that be through drugs, all these mm-hmm. things starts to numb ourselves from feeling weak. That's another big one that your, your friend was talking about, right? Exactly. So that's a way to just numb ourselves from that this emotion. But A, A stands for avoiding the emotion. Ways that we do that, it's like, yo... I know I feel really uncomfortable right now, but I'm just going to scroll for 17 hours and not sleep. Like that yeah. can be a, a way to avoid the emotion. Yeah. Netflix, but also just disassociating yourself. I don't want to think about that. Whether that mm. be in a conversation, like i have just deflection, right? Or Whether that just be in your own mind. I don't want to think about that. Uh, let me just-
0: It can even be a phone on. call. Like if I know that like my tax agent or someone is calling me, I won't answer.
1: Yes. Do you know so what that's, I mean? That's, right. <laughs> Let me just make a cup of tea. I know we have got a weapon. Let me just, let me just make a cup of tea. Let me yeah. just procrastinate. Uh, the All these different things are a way to avoid what's actually going on. Yeah. But what we want to do instead, instead of numbing, instead of avoiding, the main thing that we want to do is we just want to be able to face it. And what this basically means is there's three parts of this. We face it and feel it to free it.
0: Oh. triple Fs.
1: Feel it, free it. Yes. Right. And what this looks like is when you feel an uncomfortable emotion start to emerge, the ability to just be like, okay, Matt, I know you want to go and eat some food right now, but you're not actually hungry. That's just an old coping mechanism coming up. That's okay. You're allowed to have that. It's just a pattern. That's okay. Let's just sit for a second. Yo Siri, put on a timer for 10 minutes and then we Mm. just sit down for 10 minutes and let me just sit and breathe. What's what's here all this emotion starts to emerge. And when we start to do that, if you, have you ever had like a an ice bath or a cold shower before? Yeah. Yeah. So at first, for the first like two or three minutes, it's super uncomfortable. But then after a while, you're like, okay, I can now tolerate this. It's okay. I can I can be in this cold uh, environment now. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing when you first start doing this. And for the first two minutes, it feels so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Just like if you're having a cold shower, just like if you go outside, and it's a cold environment. Or just like you having an ice bath but if you stay there just for a little bit
0: give yourself you time know, to adapt
1: yeah you're now able to adapt and mm. on the other on the other end of that emotion is freedom mm. every time
0: mm. yeah it, it's it's also about not expecting it to be comfortable the first time you try things yes. because it's not going to be the first time that you challenge yourself the first time that you sit and meditate like you don't have like don't have that expectation of it going well <laughs> or it yeah. feeling comfortable because 99.9% of the time, it doesn't. No. Mm. Usually
1: with any type of growth, even going to the gym, like you can't just do squats and do comfortable squats where you're not pushing yourself in for your muscle to grow. Yeah, Same thing with anything in life. There has to be some type of discomfort in order for growth to occur
0: um so do you have any like at home techniques people can use to find any of their own past trauma that they may need to be healed so do you have anything that they can take on from this podcast
1: yeah so i would love to give everyone a gift i have Mm -hmm. an inner child meditation that i give to all of my clients and i can give it to everyone for free so then that way you have an actual experience of this because it's one thing to hear something intellectually it's another thing to be able to. Let it land and let it truly sink in. And what I'm about is I'm about moving away from intellectual learning. That's super important as well. It's, it's awesome for having that foundation. But the next level of learning is like, okay, let's embody this. Let's actually have an experience of this. So that's things like meditating. I'll create something for you. I'll go, if you go to mattkarma.com forward slash Christy, I'll put that meditation that I give to all of my clients. You won't have to put your name and email in. You just click the button and you can download it. So yeah. I'll put that there for everyone. That, if that's cool, like just that's to, so fine. That's
0: something I love about you. You're always giving free value. Always. Yeah.
1: Because it's my purpose, it's my mission. Yeah. No. So there's that. To go and download that. That it's a 12-minute meditation and it will connect you with the inner child and I will guide you through releasing anything that's there. So there's that. The other thing, that's the second thing I just mentioned before, being able to face it, feel it, free it by just sitting, just
0: mm-hmm. breathing.
1: There's so much. Uh, there's so much freedom and so many answers that's available to us in just 10 minutes of silence. And it doesn't have to be complex. Same thing with anything like, like working out like people think is there like some type of complex workout that I need to do? No, just, just start eating healthier and stuff yeah. a little bit more. So it's not, it's not always complex in order for effective um, progress towards that outcome, being healed, letting go. It doesn't have to be complex. Meditation can truly help mm. journaling right? Doing breath work. Um, but meditation, I feel like is the, the number one way and always go and get support because we can only, only do so much by ourselves, whether that be seeing a therapist, going to a psychologist, seeing someone- Getting like a coach. This, getting a coach. yeah, Getting a mm. coach. One of the most, uh, the most powerful people that have helped me release my trauma isn't people who have been a therapist or a psychologist. They were just coaches. They just mm. knew how to hold space for me. And we need that support. I believe that we need three levels of support. We need the support where people can just love on us, like a coach or therapist that can just do that. But also, we also need a coach. uh, We also need a um, a type of support where we have that safe space to be able to helpfully express anything that's showing up for us, where someone can hold that space and someone can go, there is nothing that you can say that I will not judge. There is nothing that you can say that's... Sorry, let me rephrase it. There's nothing that you can say that I will judge. Everything is welcomed. All of you is welcomed. Yeah. Because that helps you release any guilt and shame because you can release it, speak it out loud mm. where someone has that safe space, where someone's holding that safe space. But then the last one, which is so important, you've done this for me, I've done this for you, which is having objective feedback. And what this means is someone to just be able to say, hey, Matt, I noticed that you do this. Um, I just wanted to reflect this back to you because you might not be aware of it. Cause everyone has blind spots. I have blind spots. So the type of support from a friend, from a therapist, from a coach to be able to be like, Christy, I just want to let you know something because I care enough about you for you to evolve. Here's what I'm seeing. And just expressing uh, what it is that you're seeing where you can let them know their blind spots. Cause everyone has that.
0: Mm, that is something that I definitely do find super helpful in my life. You were the first person who's actually ever, apart from my parents, obviously but first person who has ever, um, actually said something about my bad behavior and it really it helped me like at first it affected me but it helped me to this day it's something that I thank you for and like you said there's things that I've given you and that is something that is so important within relationships um and growing connections is actually talking about what you don't like about each other
1: yeah and I, I remember you said this to me, you said, I can't remember the exact thing that you did, but you basically just reflected back to me how, like I was very much an all or nothing type of person. Like I was just no coffee ever. <laughs> or, I'm gonna run like all of these- You'll have like five
0: back. coffees or you have none.
1: Yeah, so like you reflected that back to me. And then my partner, I know she also, so I was like this pattern was still showing up. So it's so important for people to like, caring enough about us to tell us the truth mm. because it's so damn rare like surround yourself with people who are willing to like tell you those things mm. and also be the friend who is willing to tell you those things you know because we need that in our lives
0: yeah exactly exactly and make that if if you and your friendship group don't actually do that you make that a safe place to do it you know you start it you make the you make the trend
1: yes and how, how you do this, by the way, because people might be wondering, okay, well, how do I actually go about this? The first person that I ever did this with was my friend, Josh. Do you know Josh?
0: Yeah. Do you remember Josh? Yeah. Facebook friends. No.
1: Facebook friends. I think he messaged you. I remember. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah
1: so I uh, have a friend, Josh, and he was the first person that we, I ever started doing this with. I was the one that said to him, hey, bro, um, I'm really trying to grow as much as I can. I was like 17 or 18 at the time. And I said, I just want to give you permission to tell me the truth, even if it hurts. I just want to let you know, like, if you see something, like, please, can you just reflect back to me and just, you can just say like, Hey, I just want to give you feedback or, Hey, I just want to let you know something. Just, just let me know, because I know that there's certain things that I can't see. And if you notice something, like, let me know. And he definitely did. He told me a lot of shit. straight up, Straight up legend. Yeah. Yeah. So how you do that is you can go first by letting your friends know. To do that for you and just be willing to take that feedback.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, exactly. Um, last question. So I ask this to everyone who comes on Yo Balance Co. What does Yo Balance look like for you?
1: Yeah. So this is something that um I'm working through right now. So I'm a a white belt when it comes to this. So this is something (laughs) that I'm still practicing. Um uh, balance to me, is it your balance?
0: so like your balance is kind of like my slogan so really it's like what does balance look like to you but i just add a little bit of like a c-twist onto it to make me you know original you have to,
1: you have to stand out right yeah,
0: exactly i think that,
1: i think it pretty much speaks for itself but from my opinion and my working through this right now this just looks like prioritizing what's most important and for me also seeing that balance can sometimes a lack of balance can sometimes be okay in order for us to move forward in one area of our life there might be some
0: yes taking
1: care of 100 percent, you know and that's okay like if i'm moving forward with career and health and fitness there might be some things that is not so imbalanced but it's always coming back to looking at certain areas of our lives that might need some attention
0: i love that because that's yeah I do because that's something that I've been working on to at the moment and it's doing wonders. So I like how you worded it. I couldn't,
1: yeah,
0: I couldn't um, get out what I was talking to you yesterday, like literally about this topic, but I couldn't get it out what I meant. And for you to say you like sometimes going out of balance, what did you say? What word did you use?
1: Well, I guess it's just to progress forward. There needs to be some things that might be out of balance in order yeah. for
0: you to. See, I like that.
1: Yeah. yourself no that's okay and just rebalancing it in the future like what's what's most important what's your opinion on that like what's your idea of it
0: well it's something that i'm currently am going through like for me um i find i've always been someone who i'm you know working out five six days a week and super strict with my diet and always like on track and for me, I've been going through just like a lot of stress and a lot of things with business. So I've actually taken a step back from the gym well, from working out, um, hashtag isolation, can't go to the gym, but from working out, I've taken a step back. I'm only really working out one, two days a week. Um, I'm not as strict with my diet at all. I'm, you know, eating chocolate whenever I want. I find I'm really relaxed in that area so I can have more discipline in areas like business and, um, Finances, you know, saving. I've started to balance that out and really um, focus and go hard in them areas, and I've kind of let let a little bit loose in the other areas because I know, like later down the track, I can again balance that back out. But I found it was really, really hard to constantly be on finances, business, and everything when I was really strict with my diet and gym, etc. So now that I have been able to out of balance that area to balance this area, I'm finding. Myself very relaxed and succeeding what I want to succeed. Yes.
1: I just thought of something when you were sharing all that as well. Like one thing that I don't feel like gets acknowledged enough is parents and single parents who are able to just try to juggle so many things at once. I was just thinking about that. Like oh how God. the hell do my, my mom was a, a single mom for a very long time. Like I have no idea how the hell she balanced like that. And someone who is a single parent also trying to balance their health and fitness and moving forward with their career. Mm. Like, I have no idea how they do that because I'm one person trying to double <laughs> things like and we're how- so stressed, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, I know. single parents or just parents in general, but single yeah. parents, are-
0: yeah. Like, um, my boyfriend, he's a single parent, and sometimes I'm like. Cause his work hours are crazy. And then he goes and picks his son up and, but you can, you can see that they're every, everything that they do every single day. They're, they're really good at multitasking. They're really good at planning ahead. You know, there's just certain things that they're just now naturally really good at and actually helps them in their everyday life. So yes, it's a challenge, but it's something that now they just naturally are able to do.
1: Yeah. It's a skill. Respect to them.
0: Yes, yes. But anyway, thank you so much for coming on Yo Balance Co. So, if anyone did either want to find you on your socials or even get some coaching from you, where can they find you?
1: Yeah, so you can go to mattkarma.com. You'll see different tabs available for retreats or coaching. You can go to mattkarma.com forward slash Christy if you want to download that meditation. I'll put that up there after this. Yeah. And you can just type in Matt Karma, C A M A, on uh, (laughs) Instagram or whatever. I just created a TikTok. Yes! uh, I think mean, I just created four before this podcast. Did you? It's so fun. I got, I, so. I got, I got one like.
0: <laughs> guys, guys, come on, sea casters, <laughs> let's go over. Let's go give him some likes. Let's share his TikTok. But
1: that, that one like was me actually just putting that on my my own post because uh, I started two hours ago. Let's find you know, I'll help passion. you out. Send
0: it. Send it to me. All right, I'll help you out. Awesome. Can't wait to TikTok with you though. Miss you. Do it. Yes, I was just saying on Instagram before guys that it's literally been over it. almost a year now since I've seen you Matt and I'm not happy about it.
1: Nearly a year I think it's over a year no, <laughs> not, not, yeah, not over a year, it's, it's close to a year because you were in the other Cronulla house but I'll be back soon.
0: Yeah, well well, I'm excited for then and I'm, I want to go to Bali so I'll see you in Bali. Awesome,
1: thanks for mm. having
0: me on. No, thank you, thank you and SeaCasters, I will see you in our next episode so bye